On Saturday of the fourth week of Easter, the Sacred Liturgy presents to us the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13, verses 42 to 52, as our first reading. Towards the end of the reading, we're told that after Paul had presented this great summary of salvation history, words of exhortation and comfort to the people, especially the Gentiles, who were open to his word, some of the people who rejected the message of Paul worked upon some of the devout women of the upper classes and the leading men of the city, persuading them to turn against Paul and Barnabas and expelling them from their territory. Paul and Barnabas perform a ritual action to make a point to those who rejected them and their message about Christ. St. Luke informs us, so they shook the dust from their feet in defiance and went off to Iconium. But the disciples were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. The shaking of the dust from their feet picks up a Jewish custom. For those who returned from Gentile territory and before re-entering the land of Israel, shook the dust from their sandals. Jesus refers to this custom in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 14. He uses it there as a way of bringing a moment of rejection to a conclusion. Shake the dust from off your feet of them, that is, if they reject you. St. Paul shouldn't be, or Barnabas shouldn't be, understood, misunderstood rather here. They're not turning their back on the Jewish people. If you look at Acts chapter 14, verse 1, you find Paul is again in a Jewish synagogue in a place called Iconium, speaking to both Jewish people and Greek people about the message of Christ. But what he does here in making this ritual gesture is to make a very dramatic comment to the people who rejected them. It's certainly pointing out to them that they've missed out on a great opportunity of hearing the good news and they can be left just to live with their consequences and think about it. And St. Paul, recognizing he can't do any more, is bringing the whole conversation and disagreement to a conclusion. He's saying in one way, well, we're moving on and we'll get on with preaching the gospel of Christ and we'll just leave you to think about the matter and hopefully you'll be moved at some stage to recognize your error and to open your heart to this good news that we preach. What implications can we draw from this ritual gesture? From one point of view, we can apply what Paul has done to our relationships. We can recognize that we need to respect people's freedom. They won't necessarily understand everything we're saying at once or agree with it. But we need to respect their freedom to say yes or no. Likewise, we can ask others to respect our freedom and allow us to go. We won't give in to the temptation to do violence or to impose upon people or continue a conversation that is, for the moment, clearly unhelpful or, for various reasons, only leading to trouble. We see that we allow that other person to move on with the hope that at some stage they may reconsider and also that we can move on to do the good that we are meant to do for other people.
and perhaps at some stage even reconsider not just what we said, but perhaps the way we said it. <laughs> 